Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. I really want to thank our subscribers. This is a special release information for those subscribers who would automatically get our podcast. And we're going to talk about middle school math. So we have an excellent resource on our website called Ask Aunt Peggy, and we often get questions that military families face on a regular basis about different types of topics. And so the questions we're going to go about today are similar to some we would get through Ask Aunt Peggy. And joining me is my very good friend, Louise Webb who is a master educator in our Parents Parent Program and a supervisor, and we both work together on our online trainings webinars. And we also actually work together in person in Colorado Springs many moons ago. So I'm excited to have her with me today. It was a while ago. (laughs) It was, yes. So, Luis, I'm going to ask you from a parent perspective some questions that we often get here at the office, and we'll, we'll talk about them back and forth. So the first parent question is, my child is always asking, but how will I use this in real life? What would you share with a parent who says things like that? Oh, how I, their child's asking how they would use math in real life? Yes. Well, we've all heard that, right? So our kids are always asking that question. So the MSEC speaks a lot with teachers to get ideas and things that we can do to help with our research. And one middle school teacher suggested challenging your child to not use math for an entire weekend. And if it involves math, then they can't participate in it. So they will quickly learn the amount of math used can be incredible for just even one weekend. So a good example for that, I think, would be baseball. So say your son plays baseball. A A lot of boys do, especially middle school age boys play baseball. Well, if you think about the sport of baseball, there's a lot of statistics. As soon as the batter gets up to base, or up to the plate, the home plate, then they're immediately, especially as far as professionals go, their statistics come scrolling up on the screen. So that would be a way that you would point out to your son, guess what? We're not doing math this weekend, so we're not going to watch this. We're not going to see these statistics. So that's just one simple example. Um, You had an example, too. We were talking earlier. We were. So I have a fifth grader. So he has been in middle school, but uh, depending on where you move middle school, criteria are different. So where we just moved from, he was in middle school. Now in our new PCS location, he's back in elementary school. But next year in sixth grade, he will officially be in middle school again. So we're, you know, on the cusp of this middle school math business. But over the weekend, we were Halloween costume shopping and he wanted a Halloween costume that was a whopping $65. And so his brother and sister had gotten costumes for around $30. So I said, you know what, buddy, you can do that $65 costume, but 
you're only budgeted 30 for mom and dad. So if you want to have that more expensive costume, you're going to have to make up the difference with money that you've earned mowing the lawn or Graham and Graham sent him some money. So right there, he was using all kinds of skills with for math. He had to work on a budget. He had to use addition and subtraction. And at the end of the day, not surprisingly, he decided to shift his $65 focus <laughs> to a more reasonable, I think it came down to $45 costume. But real life example of how he was using math. That was a good lesson <laughs> right there. So <laughs> another question we've got is, we are moving in a few months. What can I do to help my kids be prepared academically, specifically in the area of math. And we get this often. We do. So first off, we recommend that you speak with your child's teacher. And again, especially math, if that is a topic that you're you're struggling with getting your child set up as soon as you get moved. But speaking to the teacher about what your child is learning in the classroom you can do this easily by after you speak to them, but also maybe you can get copies of the table of contents of the textbook that your child's using. Uh, I realize now a lot of textbooks are online, but every textbook has what's called an ISBN number. So you can get a copy of that so that when you move to your new school, you can let them know exactly what textbook your student was using. Also, we recommend that you get copies of the course descriptions of all of the subjects that your student is taking in their current school, and maybe even an outline. Some teachers will actually give out syllabuses, just like college. I do know that even middle my boys school, were high school, yeah. elementary school too. My sons yeah. had it in elementary school. They would get a syllabus for the whole year. So save all that paperwork and take all that with you to that new school. And that's going to actually get your kids set up academically when you move to that new duty station, because we don't want to cause any delays in getting them set up in their courses. Um, and for math in particular, because of that subject, how it builds all the time. Math just builds on each other constantly. So we don't want them to miss anything. Well, and also this is particularly important when you're moving mid-year. So when you're moving mid-year, it's important that the previous math teacher and the new math teacher communicate or you be the middle person in that and where what skills your child has already covered that year in math and what they haven't covered. And that way you don't get those gaps, which means they miss something or overlap. So for example, if your child's doing division at one school and you have to move mid-year to a new school district and they're still on multiplication, what well, would be important for that new teacher to know? Well, they've already done multiplication, they're on to division, and then that teacher can either take them that next step further or figure out what they're going to do with the child that has already learned a skill that they're working on. So that's why it's kind of important to know those syllabus, the curriculum that they're using. And also the other thing with math is that different terminology is used based on the curriculum that is is how how the information is being presented. So when you provide those syllabus and the actual textbook that's being used, that math teacher is going to be more familiar with the terminology that was used. And, and again, will help ease some of that frustration that happens when students know the concept, but they might not be sure exactly what the question's answering. So I feel like all those things can be covered by doing these simple steps. And another thing is when you are transitioning and moving to a new school, if your student did miss a concept, you might just need to get a tutor for a short period of time just to get them caught up and just back on track with whatever school that they, whatever classroom they've moved into. And typically it's short-lived, just a short period of time. And most schools, especially ones that are accustomed to having military families, they have procedures in place. Sometimes it's the teachers, sometimes it's another student. If you're in middle school or high school, a student tutor, or you might have to provide that tutor before or after school. But if that is the case, 
positive, stay positive as the parent, be supportive of the student that might be feeling a little bit stressed out about their grades or, or standardized testing that might have slipped because of these different terminologies and things like that. And just be supportive and let them know, hey, we're going to get through this. It's, it's a short-term set, setback and we'll get right back on track. And oftentimes, especially in middle school, they offer clubs after school to help with uh, study habits or work homework, that type of thing. So you can get aid that way, too. It might just take an extra 45 minutes at the end of the school day to, to get all caught up. So another question, how do I know if my child is ready for algebra? Ooh, well, algebra, as we all know, is a pretty rigorous course. It requires a lot of focus and motivation. And kids need a, a solid foundation in math when they get into algebra. And kids really get that in elementary school. In elementary school, they're learning about patterns and tables and graphs and all kinds of variables, which are all parts of algebra. So anything that you have when you're moving, and if you have any previous tests that your child took or any classroom work, bring that with you so that the new teacher can see or the new school can see what your student has been learning. And then with your old teacher and the new teacher, you can figure out if your child would be ready for algebra. Again, the teacher can be key in answering any questions that you might have about algebra. And through research, the MSEC has found out that mastering seventh grade math concepts is a very meaningful indicator of algebra readiness. So some students will even start algebra in the eighth grade, and then some will wait till they get into high school. So from the time students begin to learn their math concepts in that elementary school, they are building that foundation for higher math classes. So uh, take a look at that seventh grade math and be sure that your student has that foundation that they need to move on to algebra. And again, as we keep saying, check with the teacher mm -hmm. and coordinate with them and make sure that it's right for you. Yep. And even if you're transitioning, you can put the previous school math teacher in touch with the current school math teacher so they can talk their math jargon back and forth if it starts becoming a little bit more complicated for some of us parents that um, math becomes more complicated. There's a lot of tools in place when that is the case. Tutor.com uh, for military families, if you're eligible as one, Khan Academy has great videos as well. So once those math concepts become more complicated and maybe a little bit more challenging when it comes to homework time, know that those type of resources are available. So Louise, what can parents do on a regular basis to encourage the development of math skills? Well, we've got a couple things here that parents can do. You can anticipate and encourage, which is what we've been talking about. Anticipate what your child might need when they move to a new school. So have all that documentation ready and be prepared to share that with the new school. As Tara just said, encourage them and just encourage your kids and let them know if they are struggling a little bit, that it's just a minor setback and you'll be back on track in no time. So a parent's praise can go a really long way. Uh, make sure when you move to that new school that you meet all your child's new teachers. If you are set up already and you've been in a place for a couple, maybe even a year or two, go to the back-to-school nights. Go to all the, the initial parent orientation type things and learn as much as you can about your new school. And during that school year, continue to touch base with your children's teachers. Go to parent-teacher conferences and learn as much as you can as far as keeping in touch with the school and their teacher. And this day and age, you do that as easily by emails. Most schools have a 
almost 24-hour, 48-hour turnaround for emails. Mm -hmm. Teachers are required to respond that quickly. Um, Another thing is parents need to advocate. You need to advocate for your kids as much as possible. As children get older, we want them to learn how to advocate for themselves. But as parents, we also have to step in. And all all the things you can do to help them in math, you also need to do for their other subjects as well. Because military parents serve a special role. You are the constant in your child's life. So a lot of things in their life are changing as much as they move and deployments and reintegration. But the parent, you guys are the ones that are always there for them. So speak out for them and help them as much as possible. Well, Louise, thank you so much for talking to me today about middle school math as I am about to have a middle (laughs) school in math. And you've been there and done that two times now. If you would like some more information on math, for middle schoolers, we have a free webinar that will be live tomorrow that you can come in and join. Um, just go to our website at www.militarychild.org. Go to the Parents tab and you will see a webinars logo. Click on that and join us for our webinar. And if by chance you're listening to this after Wednesday, all of our webinars are recorded so you can come back later and listen to them at any time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.